Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast. Uh, Miami 3. FSU 45, the worst loss to FSU since the 1997 debacle, which was a 47 to zero score. Um, you know, look, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we've gone through these podcasts already this season. Uh, go reference the Duke podcast, Duke Instant Reaction podcast, if you want to know my. Real thoughts on like what's wrong big picture. I think culture is is kind of an issue right now with the team. Um, but if we want to bring it down to a one game conversation, um, you know, basically FSU, uh, Miami let FSU do what they wanted to do. Wasn't much resistance in any way. Um, felt like. FSU could have passed the ball whenever they wanted to, um, but they didn't need to. They uh, they kind of leaned on the run and had plenty of success with that. Um, you know, I think the first drive in general, uh, FSU's first drive, was kind of an encapsulation of the season as a whole and just a omen for the type of bad game it was going to be. So I think first play of the game, Miami gets a tackle for loss. Crowd gets into it. Uh, get into a third and long situation, Florida State does. And, um, you know, a defensive pass interference penalty is committed. Probably not needed, but it was committed. Um, that extended a drive. And a couple plays later, Florida State... Uh, you know, Mike Norvell definitely did his homework in terms of giving Miami safeties some eye candy um, to make them a step slow in terms of their rotations, which allowed uh, wide receiver Ontario Wilson to get behind the secondary for a easy 56-yard post route touchdown from Jordan Travis to Ontario Wilson. Um Miami responded with a field goal 
but then Florida State uh, countered with a touchdown of their own thanks to a 40-plus yard uh, run on that drive by Trey Benson. I mean, look, honestly, it was, um, you know, same problems, different game, if we're just being honest. Defense having explosive play issues. Um, The offense for the second straight week cannot score a touchdown, which is incredible in the year 2022. Um, you know, Tyler Van Dyke obviously tried to give it a go. Um, the shoulder issue crept up on him during the course of the game. And, uh, once he was done in the second quarter, it was disaster time in terms of the offense being impotent. Um, Jake Garcia on his first pass attempt threw a pick. So he was benched the rest of the game. And Jakari Brown got an opportunity to show what he could do. Um, I think, you know, we did see him flash his dynamic dual threat ability and why he is an intriguing quarterback for the future. Um, But I, I, I would like to see them open it up a little bit more and allow him to throw the ball, give him some looks where he can throw the ball um, because eventually defenses are just going to stack the box against him and using him as that battering ram type of quarterback um isn't gonna isn't gonna work either so um you know i think the linebackers got exposed going into this game i made it clear that one matchup i was pretty worried about was miami's linebackers against uh fsu's athleticism at the running back spot and quarterback Jordan Travis with his ability to run. Um, And I think that got exposed. FSU kind of had success running the counter um, whenever they wanted. Um, It was in some ways, not to the extreme, of course, but it was uh, reminiscent of the North Carolina game back in 2020 in terms of a team running a similar play over and over again and, and Miami being unable to find answers. But overall, you know, Miami's linebackers just don't have the athleticism to chase down ball carriers or be effective in space. They can play downhill, that's fine. But when you ask them to play in space, um, things get tough. And, and look, going into this game, uh, Miami's run defense was statistically good. Uh, top 25 run defense in the country. Uh, I think the counterpoint to that was, okay, what great running team has Miami really faced uh, leading into this game? FSU is definitely the best running team that Miami faced so far this season, and uh, FSU exposed Miami. So I think in addition to that, the defensive line probably played its least impactful game of the season um you know kind of got pushed around quite frankly in that first half um and if Miami was going to be competitive at all in this game uh Miami's defensive line had to impose its will had to have a dominant day and they just did not FSU's offensive line won that matchup uh you know another interesting Storyline coming in the game was red zone. Um, 
FSU entered the game with a below average red zone touchdown uh, percentage rate, conversion rate, and Miami's red zone defense was quite good coming into this game. Uh, FSU, however, scored every time they went into the red zone, and I believe they scored a touchdown on five of uh, the six trips. So overall, you know, Miami's path to victory going into this game was pretty narrow, and uh, the Hurricanes never really um, had much of a shot with the way they came out and played um, because FSU was able to um, rely on their strengths. And so where do we go from here? You know, I think obviously um, got to embrace the portal both in and out. I think for being honest, uh, the fan base needs to embrace players going to play other places. Um, you know, this this team seems like a team that doesn't have much confidence, doesn't have much belief. Um, it's, it's a tough year, and if players want to move on, I think that should be embraced. If I mean, this might seem like an extreme number. But I think, let's say, if 30 players want to leave in the transfer portal, I think that should be embraced. Um, this thing needs to be t torn down to the studs. And, um, you know, fresh start, I think, culturally, too, would be important. Um, so, I mean, 30 sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, you know... Uh, I think this recruiting class Miami's trying to sign is going to be anywhere from 25 to 30 guys. And, you know, I would assume it's going to be at least 10 portal additions on top of that. So um, this is just what it's going to look like. And I think, you know, if we're going to reference Florida State's, uh, you know, steps during this Mike Norvell era. First year of the Mike Norvell era, Miami beat them 52 to 10. And um, two seasons later, they've kind of flipped the script in that regard. Now, Florida State is still building, in my opinion. Um, but I guess my main point is it's just going to take time. You got to get your own guys in there uh, culturally. And from a talent perspective, and uh, so this is just kind of where we're at. Again, I feel like I've done this podcast now, following multiple games, multiple 45-point losses, whether that's Middle Tennessee State, Duke, or now Florida State. For being real, bowl eligible, eligibility looks rather bleak, um, but we'll see. Miami returns to action against Georgia Tech next week, and that is by far their most winnable game, but Georgia Tech secured a win today. They're certainly going to be the more confident team going into next week's matchup. So anyways, I'm rambling. In the next podcast, we will get some recruiting updates from Gabby Urrutia, who is still waiting to talk to some recruits following the game. Uh, Miami is definitely doing their part to keep the guys around the staff as long as possible uh, 
trying to relay the message that the rebuild starts with them. So uh, tough loss. Uh, this is just where we're at this year. And uh, till next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.